PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Crespo chilling in the Crespo studio with Drew Sagaga and Drew. Whatever, I'm and Steve. Actually, Steve. Hey, what's up, you guys? Chilling. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. That's all I got <laughs> Boy, <laughs> that's it. That's all you got. You wiped out there, bud. Feeling a little, feeling a little slow today, guys. Slow and sluggish. Full of French toast. But d- d- does that have anything to do with your d- dessert breakfast? Your uh, that delicious dessert breakfast. Your, your 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 medication or your boozy coffee? Oh man, that medication. That's <laughs> Maybe I a little too much of that too. <laughs> and uh, this is, just, I mean, the coffee is it's cut through it all. It's not. The amount of booze in there, I'm pretty sure you're about even mm. on that spectrum. It's not that on much, the depressants it? and the. Uh, and stimulants. Amarula, right? Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of mm-hmm. orange liqueur. Yeah. Dude, that coffee's like 5% caffeine. And this is all like coffee. Yeah, and only like that much of it is caffeine. Yeah, I don't think that much caffeine. You're covered it completely with the booze, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. If you think you're going to get energized from that drink, you are mistaken. <laughs> I'm feeling great. I got energy. I got energy for days. You don't have any energy? Here, take this. <laughs> Thanks. It's a magical toaster. You can use that. Uh, It'll help me on my journey to make your uh, caffeine pop tarts. Cool. Have you seen those? No, caffeine no. They, they exist. No, no, they don't. Oh, well, they should. They somebody should. get on it. Someone get on it. I just thought of it. I mean, somebody's now already they, uh, now. Like the secret, they will who, exist. Who, who, who's out there making buzz beer? Somebody's making buzz beer out oh, there. Oh yeah, the uh, from the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Uh, the, not the same people making that peanut butter whiskey. I'm talking about that off mic. That's awesome. I kind of want to try it. I do too. I should have tried that shot, that that Elvis shot, peanut butter whiskey. I mean, it was free. It was right there. It was free. And it was right there. I just Why have didn't a weird. You? I just have a weird thing about uh, getting a shot of booze while I'm at the liquor store. It's like I'm not. How much of an alcoholic am I? I got it, it, to drink while I'm in the like, store. It's like buying a bottle of booze at the bar. For much less money than it would cost at the bar. Like buying a 
bottle. It's like buying a bottle. Were they free samples or like was it yeah, free? yeah, it was a free sample. Some lady he's, he, he's walking in to get his uh, own alcohol. Was, some lady here, hands him a shot, free alcohol, and is like, "Here, take this." And he says, "Fuck you," and if walks it, away. If it was if it was in her hand and she was handing it to me, I may have, I may have grabbed it. But she was like, "Can I make it for you? Can I make you a shot?" I was like, the answer is yes, Chris. The answer is always yes. Stay interact with this person. No, just be like, look, you can make it for me. I'm gonna go look around the store. I remember what I'm leaving. I'm already checking out. I remember I went to a public slicker once to get some cheap vodka from my pops back in the day, and there was some beautiful young lady handing out free shots of vodka, and I took three and walked out with a fucking buzz. That's smart. <laughs> See, that's not smart. I don't know how to do that. They can't be uh, giving alcohol to people and send them out the door to get in their cars and drive away. <laughs> that's insane. That's an insane practice to do. That was awesome. I enjoyed it. Or at least it's insane for three. <laughs> like, that is awesome. One. Well, it was, it was like one, three half shots. I get it. You know. well, so then like a shot and a half? But, but still, I'm a fucking lightweight, dude. I don't drink. This guy here. Because it was a pretty lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done lots of dumb things for pretty ladies, Chris. Oh, Haven't you? No, never. Not once. No. Liar. No. <laughs> I think, Liar. I think it was my big head, not my little head at all times. Liar. I honestly can't think of a time that I did, even though I'm sure I did. <laughs> yeah, block all those out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to dwell on those memories. No, you got to remember so you can learn from your mistakes. If not, then you make the same mistakes over and over again. No, man. I like making those mistakes. Those are fun, <laughs> those are fun mistakes. Those are mistakes that are... That's life. Those are life mistakes. You know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Anyone know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the movie that we saw this weekend. Drew Cogburn. Chris. We already put out a hour. Over an hour. We talked. Really? Yeah, we talked for over an hour. Yeah, just like the movie didn't feel like that long. J- didn't feel that long because we had a lot to talk about. We did a spoiler episode on Joker. Chris. Drama headphones. I'm we were thinking, I mean, at least 50 million top end, like a $100 million opening. I was thinking 60. If I was going to be a betting man, yeah. and you, you would have like said, a $15 million range, yeah. I would have said uh, a 60 to $85 million opening weekend. Really? Maybe 50 to 75, 60 to 85. Because really? it's an R rated movie, man. Yeah. I mean, I, me personally, with, with the press it was getting, and remember, all press is good press. Mm. Uh, I figured it was going to make between 85 and 100, and I was right, Chris. $93.5 million. Box office records smashed. It's very amazing for an R-rated $50 million Joker movie. Um, Not precisely canonical. It's the biggest opening weekend in October ever. What was second largest fall opening ever? Okay. Uh... And uh, the, the number four rated R movie for opening okay. of all time. Behind what? Passion of the Christ? I mean, probably. Matrix yeah. Revolutions, maybe. More than likely. Yeah. Some else, yeah. oh. R rated movies. It's, it's hard for them to make a lot of money. No. Deadpool or Logan. Probably. No, maybe it opened some more than those. No. And yeah, it's, it it's also, though, but it's, it, it, it's, it's also the mm-hmm. number two widest release R rated movie. So wow! So it's, it's in the mo- it's in the second most screens of all time. Also a giant release as yeah, well. A so, giant release. Sorry. Well, yeah. man, that was saw in packed theaters. Um, the overall like critical consensus, whatever mm-hmm. for it has been the critical consensus is uh, yeah that's, that's right. Word. It's um it is oh, kind of mixed. I, I wonder if it's still. I read I read an article. Hang on, I want to check. He's gonna check something. Yeah, the, yeah. the Metacritic score for it's like in the mid fifties. The mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes score is like... Uh, did it? Yes, it did. It did. It is no longer certified fresh, Chris. It is sitting at 69%. Oh, 
Up top. It, it lost its certified freshness. 69. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, it's still certified fresh. Oh, it's still, still certified fresh, but it shouldn't be because it has to be at least 70% I think, fresh. I think it's over 65 to be fresh, isn't it? I think it's only... No, it's still fresh, but not certified. Certified fresh is different. Yeah. Certified fresh is a higher ranking. Than that seems very fresh. misleading. Like, Well, no, it... it, it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. talked about Rotten Tomatoes in our past episodes. If you want to know more about the Rotten Tomatoes and how they score, listen to episode blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. How do you use Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> that was like five years ago, man. All that stuff still matters. It still fits. Yeah. Um... It's a what well, we saw. We did a whole spoiler episode. People were here that at patreon.com slash So sign for that. We did all, all the deets. Spoiler free. Talk about Joker right now. Drusa Cogburn. How, how would you describe the movie to people? Uh, first of all, just want to go out there saying I'm on the camp of I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Enjoyed the hell out of it. So, uh, <laughs> gives it one of these. I mean, I, I do have issues with it, obviously, but you know, I. Without spoiling things, can't really talk about it. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what the spoiler episodes. But for. I enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, his Drucken. fucking acting job in this movie was like Daniel Day Lewis level type mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there were times where like, okay, maybe Joaquin Phoenix really is a mentally ill crazy person. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> because he sure as hell is acting like it right now. How's he tapping into that? How's he exactly. Doing I mean, yes, it's a different take on uh, the Joker character. Sure. But I think it, uh, I, I mean, it stayed true to the core. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed, you know, the fun little twists that it had and mm-hmm. the licenses that it took. It definitely took licenses. It's, it's definitely, uh, you know, if you're going and expecting the specific Joker story in any way, it's tied to what you already know about Batman. It changes a lot of things. Yep. But not in some crazy way that's like, oh, it's so. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just a. Different Joker story. Just a different story. Set in nineteen eighty New York. So, I mean Gotham City. No. Nineteen eighty? Yeah. Isn't isn't Batman like a no. kid at the time it, yes. that this happens and yes. his parents are still alive? Yes. So Batman is like our age. No, Batman is like eight or nine. Yeah, I was gonna say ten. No, no, I mean like if it's in the eighties and he's eight or nine, he's like our age. Oh, oh. you mean like now? Yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. And then, well, which, it, which means it, then, it, if, you, if in this version of Gotham City, yeah, and, yeah. and I said this before in the like leading up to the marketing and everything, because we talk about how Bruce Wayne was played as a, a kid in this. Right? Yeah, um, that means then in this world, when Batman down the road would fight Joker, he's probably fighting like a fifty to sixty year old man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. like. Wow. Yeah, even if Batman started in this one, in this world, if Batman starts at the age of twenty-one, being Batman, that's a very young Batman. Yeah, Joker is a minimum of like fifty. Mm-hmm. They go punch that fifty year old man in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very very hard. Often repeatedly. Um, that's for the possible sequels. You know, blah this, so, blah, blah that, this, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's all about the birth of Joker, <clears throat> the, or the birth, just not the necessarily birth the origin, of Joker, the, the birth of a Joker. Story. Yeah, it's his origin story. You know, yeah. all a Joker because it's a DC, almost Elseworlds type of thing. Yeah, because this one's given a name, Arthur Fleck. Exactly. That's that's all yes. born new for this movie. <laughs> It's a Travis Bickle, Rupert Puppikin combination of characters. It's it's for sure the reason to see why they said in 1980 it's because it's a mix of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, which are late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, so you take those movies and just throw it in the Batman universe, and you've got Joker. Yeah, you shoot it in New York City, still called Gotham. Yeah. But garbage everywhere it's called a garbage strike no. and you're off to the races man you're making, yourself a, <laughs> making yourself a fun little martin scorsese esque joker movie 
yeah, I, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it. It left me with questions. It made me think, made definitely. Me, yeah, for sure. I was like, I don't know. I got, I'm wondering about a lot of this stuff. Uh, it gave us a lot to talk about when we when we did our spoiler filled episode, you know. So yeah, uh, it's definitely what I like about it. And we mentioned this on the on the other episode is that since it's a Joker movie, it mm-hmm. is trying to like push some buttons, be a little controversial, and it is stirring up just a little bit of controversy. Mm-hmm. Then if a Joker movie came and went and like no one gave a shit about it, that would be the ultimate failure. That'd, yeah, that'd be bad. If you're gonna make something with this kind of character, at least make it a. People better be fucking talking about yeah, it. Yeah, worthy. Memorable. <laughs> yes, exactly. I almost said rememberable. <laughs> yes. Rememberable. I would have gone with you. But yeah, rememberable. Exactly. You know, you, you get me, Steve. <laughs> I know, you would have enjoyed that. So it's fine. Like, I agree with Drew here about mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. He's pretty fantastic. And I'm a fan of his anyway. No. And uh, he's pretty great in this. And uh, there's some violence. There's not a lot of it. No. But what is in it is like Oof. pretty. It's like whoa, <laughs> like whoa, that's bloody. But in a fun, good way. You know, it's, it's for sure it earns its R rating. Do you? Oh think, yeah. Do you yeah. think if they had lightened that up, like it could still be just as good and could have been PG thirteen? No. With there's one scene. If they if yeah if they if they had done the PG thirteen, they couldn't have done the funniest scene. They could. I do, think. Well, yeah, one of the funniest. <laughs> they do that one scene, and then they they also they would have done the. Like they did in Dark Knight and mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises, there is there are people getting shot with guns in that movie. But there's no blood. Not a drop of blood to be seen yeah. in the whole film. They just drop. They get hit, they drop. Like, oh, okay. they get hit with machine guns, they just fall to the ground. Like, yep. like video game avatars, yep. you know? Which is fine, I think. I don't. I think that's uh, um, uh, dangerous to then depict violence in a movie in a way that does not show the consequences or repercussions of said violence. Oh, I meant real, the, like the, the realistic part, just mm-hmm. because... Um, the way they do it, if they do it well mm-hmm. in films, um, it can seem like, especially if they're wearing any type of like tactical gear or something like yeah, that. Sure. If they, you know, uh, if they shot some kind of SWAT member, you could easily, it's believable for somebody that I've never seen somebody actually get shot. Yeah, that uh, it wouldn't show because they fall faster than you'd see the because blood. of all the gear uh, yeah it's possible for a couple people i think to get hit you don't see it but for all that a lot of people get shot in those movies and but that one shirtless guy there's a lot, yeah there's a lot of, <laughs> and not just people in tactical gear it's just a typical pg-13 movie watch something like um, the gi joe movies where yeah the entire cities like crumble and buildings fall on, on, on pedestrians running down the street and then you don't see any of the aftermath no. and it's uh what makes it pg-13 yeah so if they cut out the blood they had people getting shot no blood and then they changed the one scene we're really thinking of. Yeah. Have no cursing. You're the cursing? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You have a PG 13 ish movie. You know, a pretty dark one for sure, but you got you got a PG 13 movie you can do. But it, it wouldn't be anywhere near as good. It wouldn't have any teeth. Yeah. No. It wouldn't it would, it would feel um uh uh neutered. Yeah. You know, for sure. Like, oh, they should have gotten the extra mile, which they, they did, and and it's worth it. It's worth it to have even a comic booky movie, a comic book character like Joker, it's worth it to get a cool mid-budget, uh, like R-rated adult movie. Yes, because yeah. it's not for kids. The way no, not even beyond like the violence and stuff like that. Just, I mean, like just, just the, the subject matter yeah. and like the the, the themes. You, you have to have like a developed mind to understand what's going on in the movie. If not, you're just going to think. You're not going to get the point of it. Exactly. <laughs> you're just going to be like, violence is fun, and yeah, like the, that's not the point of this movie. You need the life experience. There's a reason why Taxi Driver, when I first saw it, I don't know, 
18 years old. He didn't really get it. It was just, it was just like, okay, that was a movie. It was like a weird, stylish, cool movie about a weirdo with Robert Nero. Oh, he's cool. He's got the mohawk and the gun sleeve and all that. Yeah, this is fun. And then rewatching it again this week because after Joker, I rewatched him. Uh, whole new appreciation of him. The modern day loner male shooter. The, the movie's about the pathology of loneliness and. And Scorsese has a great quote. Let me see if I can pull it up about Taxi Driver specifically, about how it's his um, ultimate feminist film at okay. the time. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. And then when you read the quote, it's like, Why? Because oh, okay. Jodie Foster's a strong 12-year-old, and if she wants to pimp out her own body, she can. <laughs> <laughs> she does talk about how, like, like, me and sport have a relationship. You know? Yeah. Like, we're, both, we're both Libras. We understand each other. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking strange. Yeah, it's fucking strange. No, that, I don't think. No, <laughs> it's more the other way. Instead of showing strong women, it's more about um, toxic masculinity. What happens yeah. Oh well, that I mean, the masculinity all the way. There's definitely a lot of that in the movie. Real quick, now I'm just talking about fucking taxi. rife of it. Now I'm just talking about taxi driver. Here we go. Uh, Paul Schrader talks about how when he was first writing the script, he thought he was writing about loneliness, but then he realized here here he was writing about um, the pathology of loneliness. His theory being. Uh, for some reason, some young men subconsciously push others away to maintain their isolation, even though the main source of their torment is this very isolation. Mm. Very Jokerish yeah. in some ways. You yeah. know? Um, and then Martin Scorsese says, regarding it being a feminist type thing, he goes on right here in the... Uh, I'll, I'll call this out later, you know, when, the, uh, when I do the editing mm -hmm. part. Yeah, yeah, you'll just add it right here. Edit. I will edit point, edit point, edit point. Okay. Right. People do that sometimes. Have you ever seen people do that? No. Where they just scream like, edit, edit, and then they look for the waveforms later. <laughs> and that's, oh. how they, that's how they know the edit. They just look for the spikes. Oh, yeah, I clap. You, you clap? Yeah. Okay, there we go. There you go. All right, edit point. <laughs> Chris doesn't edit. <laughs> no, man, people, I want people to hear how you make All the, the bullshit. <laughs> Either that or... What are you using? You know, you can hit M uh, and it'll mark. Oh, yeah, and mark it. Yeah, <laughs> I could do that too. Nah, man, I can't. But the best thing you're as fun as screaming edit like a fucking maniac. I can't touch any buttons on this computer while it's recording. Are you kidding me? The whole thing will just melt Shut down. down. <laughs> In an interview with Robert Jer Ebert upon the film's release, which is like 1977, Warren Scorsese called it my feminist film because it takes macho to its logical conclusion. The better man is the man who can kill you. This movie shows that kind of thinking, shows the kinds of problems some men have bouncing back and forth between their perception of women as goddesses and whores. Yes. Again, pretty Jokerish. Yeah, 100%. Joker has this, uh, the way he, the, the lady that lives on his floor and the way he treats his mom and um, the way he treats people out, out there in the, in the world. He, he's like trying to be good, but then he wants he's flipping back and forth. It's an interesting... Uh, oh, okay. So he's got a dichotomy thing going on. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He wants to be good. He wants to be nice. But then he has bad thoughts. And the medications but, aren't really... They're helping, but not totally. And Oh, God. I know he, that. Yeah, yeah. He still feels bad. And he's like, I, I, I want to feel good. But I, I can't. And the world won't let me feel good. That type of thing. Okay. There, yeah. So, it's, so it's basically, Joker is like kind of going into the like... 
he keeps be- being dragged that way, so finally he just goes, fuck it. Yes. <laughs> Basically. He's, he's the mentally ill loner whose society has abandoned, and now he uh, has an AR, and he's hanging out outside of a hotel window looking down at a country concert in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when you said AR, this is where my brain goes. I was like, augmented reality? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's yeah. holding the augmented reality in his hands. Yeah. He's, he's holding the phone up to the audience. And like, it's like he's capturing all the Pokemon. And he's, he, he's, he's throwing he, Pokeballs he, out he, there. He's tapping them all to death. He's like, wow, I'll tap you all to death. I pinch your head. I crush your head. Oh, that caffeine's getting me really good, Drew. Mm-hmm. I can feel, I can feel That's alcohol. Wow, 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 yummy, 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 yummy. Uh, so, Joker, recommend seeing it, Drew? Yes. Theaters? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It is something I'm yeah. definitely going to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see it's it, already made a fuck ton of money, but it could totally deserve more. It could make a little bit more. It could make a bit more and make these rich people a little richer. Um, all right, here we go. Let's talk about what we're watching this week. Uh, what you're watching, what you're doing, what's in our media diet. See, um, they started a new wrestling program this week on TV. Yes, I did not AEW. know that. Yeah, AEW, um, All Elite Wrestling. I don't know what it's called. Um, they've been building up for a few months now. <laughs> after Effects. Something after effects. <laughs> They've been building up for a while with like live events and shit, and they just did this week. They debuted on TNT, mm. which... Recalls brings back to mind the WCW, WWF wars of the 90s mm-hmm. when WCW was on TNT and TBS, those channels. So now they're back with a new wrestling program. And it's like they got some big legacy names in there. They got Chris Jericho's running yep. around. Fucking Jim Ross is uh, uh, one of the announcers, which is crazy. Goldust, but he's not Goldust. He's, yeah, because Goldust <laughs> is Gold uh, Dust. copyrighted. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I remember seeing Gold Dust. That's, Dustin, yeah, Rhodes. that's Dustin Rhodes, man, and that his son Cody is a big deal, is a big part of it. Um, Tony Schiavone. Oh, that's who that is. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I, I've seen a couple of the commercials. His I was brother, like, is his son, is his brother. I, like I was like, that guy looks like Dusty the, Rhodes. The Rhodes, the Rhodes <laughs> jeans are strong, man. They're all the same. I think it's his brother. Okay. And um, yeah, Tony Schiavone, who was one of the announcers for Nitro back in the day. So it has this weird mix of like all these elements of. The 90s wrestling, the current wrestling, and it's a big product. They, it was an arena for like 13,000 people. Watch, I watched a little bit of it. They did an interesting thing. I guess maybe, I don't know if they're going to do this for every program weekly. I think it's a Wednesday night show. Or if it was just because it's the first one and they want to keep eyeballs on it. When they cut to commercial, mm-hmm. um, they uh, kept the match going. They did like picture in picture. They kept the match going on the side. And then, like, it was a soccer match. Yeah. And then they had the commercials playing on the left. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, but then they kept... I wish they did that back in the day in the 90s when I was watching Wrestling Man. They would just like, we're going to commercial break. And then they come back. It's like, you just missed two minutes of a match. Oh, it's hilarious, too, by the way, because um, I remember, uh, like, I was just flipping through because, you know, I'm, I'm not a wrestling fan mm-hmm, or anything, mm-hmm. but it was the female wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, were... and um, Some lady wrestlers. She had like thrown her out of the ring, and like you know, the other one had jumped like over the ropes and like landed on her and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like flipped on her. And um, it had just switched to that two thing, whatever you know. Yeah. And it was a commercial uh, for tampons. Oh Jesus! And it just it made me laugh so hard yeah, because I knew that like chances are it's just a mix. They don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they don't. <laughs> they, they just knew. It. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> What's the commercial we're going into now? No, tampons. <laughs> Brought to you by Tampax. Uh, so I watched a bit of wrestling. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. And they timed it out with um, WWE debuting on Fox. Oh, so it was a rival thing. The rivalry is now back because uh, now they have actually. Uh, there's a new challenger. So, so who, so, so who won the metrics that night? 
Well, no, they're not head to head. Viewership. Oh, they're not? Not head to head. Okay. The AEW is a Wednesday thing, and then I, it's SmackDown on Fox. I think it's like going to be a Friday program. Okay. Which is, that's a hard road to hoe, Friday night programming. Um, but they brought in The Rock. Big news. Brought in Dwayne Rock Johnson to wrestle for... Oh, he's back? Like, backpack? You know, temporary. Oh, okay. This is part-time. Yeah, yeah, thing. Good for him. Say, being a big movie star like that, I don't imagine he would go like, well, no, full time back well, to no, that, exactly. That's his thing, though. And but he's busy. But he's but he's always managed to come back for every a little while, every now and then. Like he's still to help give him the little bump that Vince McMahon needs. You know? well, I mean, he's probably, the Rock, he dude. He fucking really well all you got to do is just inject him into anything, and it gets more popular. He probably gets paid really well. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, he was like, you know, you know, I just got a couple Disney paychecks. So <laughs> what are you offering? Well, what are you offering, Vince? That Republican donation money, that GOP de- uh, donor money. Um, I can't remember if this is on mic or off mic conversation, Drew, but we were talking about the Tony Hawk games. Yes! Oh, I forget if that was on mic or off I, mic, I too. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. Yes, we were. And we found out that one for uh, mobile came out like a year ago. Tony Hawk Skate Park? Yes. I downloaded it. Oh, and? I've been giving it a shot. <laughs> That's okay. It's not bad. That reminds me of playing Tony Hawk in college. Cool. For sure. It has a Tony Hawk vibe to yeah. it. It's just on my phone. Yeah. Well, is that a free download? Free, yeah. free totally free, free download. And uh, at first, the first few times I'm trying to play and get used to the buttons, I'm like crap, falling over. I can barely move the guy. I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. But then, like, by the second day, I was like unlocking achievements. I was like, it said score 75,000 points. There's no way. Try, 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 grind, grind, grind. So I right, score 75,000 points. Like, I'm, I'm, I can actually play the game. No. You know? Cool. It, I'm willing to bet too. Curve, but it's fun. I know you can do this for iPhone, and I don't see why this wouldn't be true everywhere. But, like, I think, can't you hook up, like, like a, a pair of controller to it? Sometimes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. The controller is weird because it's like a three button thing in one corner. One button is a grab, one is ollie and one is uh grind mm-hmm. and then under that is a jump button and then you have a uh a directional pad onto the left but my problem with these types of games is always the lack of tactical buttons yeah tactile buttons because you can't you, you can't feel where you are on the screen so yeah that, that's why sometimes. i don't yeah. that's why i don't yeah. play them yeah, yeah they're a pain in the butt but the, the buttons are close enough that i think i'm getting to, like i can uh like ollie into a grind and then like jump off and then uh, do like a kick and, and land and combo it's <laughs> like all right yeah, I can do this, man. Um, so it's a fun little, it's a fun little game. I'm actually enjoying it. So there you go. That's that's, that's what I've been doing. My media diet. Drew, you got anything this week? Uh yeah, I watched uh, the new season of Peaky Blinders. Oh, new season of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, dear. What, yeah. What was that? just season, came out. Season five, is it? Yeah, season five. It was only six episodes. Oh shit! So aren't they all kind of short? Uh yeah. But I, I think this one's probably the shortest of them all. Killian Murphy, silly and Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. love him. He's in the show. Have you I, seen I, Peaky Blinders? I, I, there was no. I haven't seen. It. He's the lead of the show. No, I, seriously, it's on Netflix. There are five seasons. You should watch it. It's good. Okay, because you've seen you, and then throughout they're a street gang. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's in between World War One and World War Two, England. So, okay. Hmm. Uh, this season was dealing with uh, the rise of fascism. Go figure. Oh, fun. <laughs> oh, good times. And I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, "Holy fuck, we're in 1917 all over again! What the hell is going on? It's happening all over again. <laughs> we're doing it. So you watched the whole thing? Yeah, it was, it, it was only six episodes. Oh, true. true. So hour long. Yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Is it set up so, to be like the end or? Oh, definitely not. No, they, they, they could keep the story going. They they always end it. They do, they always do it really well because it's a BBC production as well. Yes. So you know they have it to where you know 
if we want to continue the story, we can, yeah. or we could just leave it done right here. And, you know, it wouldn't be all that bad. Like mm. things have happened, yeah. you know, mm. things were tied up. Everything's, you know, it's a nice tight season. Mm. So, mm. but it definitely leaves it open. True. There's a, there's a great scene with mist at the very, the, the last, the last scene of the last episode. It's a great scene with mist. With mist? Yes. Sierra? No. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> mist and fog, like we were talking about earlier. Sorry, off mist and fog, off mic. Yeah, yeah that was an online conversation. And then, uh, All right, what else you got? And then last night, I because I I always watch dumb TV sure. when I'm looking for something to sure. fall asleep to, yeah. something that's you know very not important that I don't have to pay attention to, so I don't feel bad if I fall asleep fall during asleep. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I started watching Crikey, it's the Irwins. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> Crikey. Crikey, it's the it's the Irwins. Irwin. Remember Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter? Yeah, it's his family. Oh, they've got a big old fucking zoo out in Australia, and it's them hanging out with weird fucking animals. You got Bindi. Yep. You got what's her name? I I, I, I don't remember. And, and uh, does it have Bindi's uh, Bo, her fiance? Uh, not not that I'm aware of. The brother, the brothers, the, the brothers, younger brother, in it, yeah. The younger, brother? The, the, the younger brother looks just like Steve Irwin, oh, by the way. Oh, it's fucking he? weird. Is he a Steve Junior? Might I don't know. He's not a Steve Junior, okay. but like, physically he is. Okay, true. So. I enjoyed the Crocodile Hunter. I like that yeah. show. That guy no. was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Sucks. a different take. It's not as weird and crazy because fucking Cause Steve was, Irwin was... He was a one of a kind. He, he was a force of nature. Yeah, he was, so, a, he was a wild guy. Uh, but, you know, it's animals. It's something to fall asleep to. That's cool. That's fun. All right. Crikey. It's the Irwins. It's the Irwins. <laughs> That's fun. All right, so Peaky Blinders... Oh, a lot of accent work this week. Yes. <laughs> Australian and Oh, we all Peaky Blinders. I'll yeah. bl- I'll be, you're Peaky Blinders. I'll blind you in the eye. Boy, and and the great you. thing about Peaky Blinders, too, like a lot of the people that were in Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. like I've seen them popping up in small parts and other things now. Sure, sure, yeah. So, you know. Wasn't Tom Hardy in part of it? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was a really good part of it, too. Uh, also, and, th- and this one, uh, uh, Taylor Anya Joy? Yeah. She's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Anna Taylor Joy. Yes, whatever. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. From the Witch. Yes. And uh, Glass. And then, and, then, and, 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 have you seen that? I or like the ads for it? I have not. I've not seen. Which, the, which, I've not seen the ads. Which one of the Bradys is doing a home renovation show? Uh, no, this is this is <laughs> gra- this is great. Uh, so there's a few people from H uh, HGTV. Okay. Uh, the Property Brothers, of course. Okay. 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 Well, because yeah, they're they're everywhere these sure. days. Yeah, they're doing goddamn ring commercials. But yeah, yeah, this is like above anything else you've ever seen before as far as like if you're into the building stuff you know the HGTV stuff Mm -hmm. because okay they were looking at um, the the Brady house went on sale okay now they they filmed everything on a soundstage so it's one of those houses that um, it's not a false front it is a full house but None of the Brady shit was there. Like it was just the outside. It of the was house. just the for the outside um, yeah. establishing shots. It's like it's like their Fresh Prince Bel Air mansion. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, so it went on sale. So uh, HGTV bought it, okay. and they wanted to make the inside exactly like the Brady's house. Turn the whole thing into an actual the Brady house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's fun. Now because like, but I mean, they run into all sorts of shit. Where I'm like, sure, like structural issues, because it was built yeah. as a fucking set, not a goddamn house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's no second story. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they, stairs leading to fucking nowhere. And those, those stairs st- are pretty important. And those stairs. Yeah. 
don't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, they managed to <laughs> sink the first level okay. convincingly yeah. because because they couldn't add on to the house because it needed to be so that like if you were walking by and saw the house, the front did not change. So they couldn't build anything onto it. Yeah, that's true. Holy shit. It was wow. That's hysterical. That's crazy. It was, it was crazy. And I mean, the lengths that they went to, like all the furniture is the same. The carpet, which doesn't exist anymore, they found a warehouse where the carpet the, from the family room uh, was just like in the back. Like the people that Forgot about worked it. there didn't yeah. know it was there. Didn't even know it was there. Wow. <laughs> and they had like a, you know, kind of a thing go out of, hey, if you have anything that's like the same. Um, like in the kids' room, a gi- there was like a stuffed giraffe. Oh, put out a call for like props yeah. and stuff like that that match what was on the on uh, the show for for people. Like, yeah. and, and, and there were people that like uh, contacted them and was like, "Hey, I have the exact same thing." You know, it's obviously a different one, but I got the exact same thing. You can have it; it's in perfect condition. That's amazing. And I mean, th- oh, it's 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 amazing. So yeah, the staircase wasn't there. They Man, those, they, they made the staircase. It sounds those, like such if, a nightmare. If, if those fuckers were smart, they could have been like, "Yeah, I got that thing." Yo, HGTV, how much you giving me for it? Because <laughs> they'd have ponied up a pretty penny for that shit. Probably. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. I actually want to watch it. Yeah. Oh no, you should. It's it's amazing. Uh, and, and, watch it today. and all the living Brady people are uh, on the show mm-hmm. hel- helping do it. Oh, fun. And and it's funny because they're like, do you, do you have any particular, you know? Because they're like, your kids. Not all of them. Peter's there too, or not Peter. Um, I never watched this. I, I didn't watch. It. I've I've seen a few episodes, so I get it. Yeah. But I hated the show. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. No. Uh, but I knew about it because of culture. Probably. Yeah, but all the kids were there, and the dad was there. You know, so they always ask, like, when it comes to this room, like, what's most memorable? Most likely for no reason. You know what I mean? Just because you're on set all the time. Sure. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh yeah, I actually remember this being here, and it's in the exact same place. The stone that they did, because like you know, in the family room, mm-hmm. they had like the because that was like what, the big thing at the time, like all those stones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They watched episodes and like redrew all the stones and everything. So they are real stones, but they found stones that matched every single stone in the face and recreated it so it is exactly the same. That's ridiculous. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not, I think they're going to turn it into like a high end BMP or something. <laughs> oh, they can, they can make great money with that too. Oh real, yeah, the, the Brady B and B, a very Brady B and B. Oh my God, like no, a very, a very Brady B and B, Airbnb, the very Brady B and B. Yeah, and all of the staff will dress like the maid. It'd be like ten thousand a night. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure, just like Alice, right? What was her name? Yeah, uh, Ann B Davis was her real name, but yes, Alice. The very Brady B. Unfortunately, NBA. see this, this is, is the episode. This is my main complaint though. It's not on Netflix, it's not on Hulu. It's on Spectrum like on demand. Oh, okay. it's one of the Ooh, you actually watched one of these Spectrum on demand things. I've yeah. been seeing commercials for them. Yeah, it's I mean, it's you know, it's on Oh, demand. like the uh the Bad Boys spin-off show that they got LA's finest. Yes. That's the, oh, uh, that's that's the Bad Boys spin-off. The Bad Boys spin-off show that was in development for a couple that's years what that is. and it finally landed on Spectrum. Yeah. That's why Jessica Alba and what's her face is yeah, in Gabrielle it. Gabrielle Union yeah. is playing the same character, she just moves to LA. She's the exact same character. Well, no, no, no. Like. It isn't specific to Spectrum on demand. Like, it's not like one of the shows no, they created. No, it's an HGTV show. But right. But you it's it's get HGTV. It yeah. Cable's but, the only way to get it. Yeah. yeah. And and then I moved, and I don't have cable, so I've only seen one episode. Oh, no, Steve. But I love it so much. Oh, no, buddy. It was so good. We'll have to, we'll have, to, have, we'll have, to have a watch party. 
<laughs> yeah. I'll invite you over. Yeah. Poor guy. Get you some cable already. Join the join the um, 20th century. <laughs> and then else you watching, reading, listening to, doing? No. Nope. That's about it? Yeah, that's about it. Okay, that's cool. That's good, baby. All I right. just downloaded Wheel of Fortune on my uh, iPad. Nice. Yeah, that's Wheel fun. Very simple. Fortune. Something nice and easy to pick letters. And, like and they use Pat Sajak's uh, voice and everything. Nice. Like, no, no T's. Awesome. You know, <laughs> you know he's uh, like a cl- climate change denier type guy. I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. he's a very, he's a very right, very right wing type of dude. That's what happens when you get when your when your skin is that white and you have that amount of money. That he seems money. really nice, though. I'm nice sure he is. I'm no, sure. no, I'm just saying. He, have oh, yeah. you ever thought about that? I think he's really nice. I see. I'm sure, like, he's a genuinely nice guy. He's just, you know, oh, he finds out you're a uh, uh, left wing uh, snowflake <laughs> libtard <laughs> cuck uh, yeah. of some sort who loves killery. In which case, he probably thinks you're a moron and wants something to do with you. Check his Twitter. Alex Trebek <laughs> seems like he would be a dick, though. I think he seems like... No, he seems not like a dick. He seems like a, a little overbearing. Yeah. A little pretentious. Yeah. He, he seems like a guy that would talk down to you, you could, and, by not, accident. And, and not even know that he was doing it. Yeah, he would do it by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, and then he'd I, be I really so, pissed off when you called him on it, too. I would still rather hang out with him than Pat Sajak. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Because the French Canadian makes them seem a little more worldly. Uh, place is dying, so you know what we're gonna be at. We're gonna be the world's gonna be without uh, Trebek pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. On that note, let's take a break. Yep. <laughs> 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 all right, possible a break or a moment of silence or what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, all right, real quick. Possible. Alex Trebek might be dying of cancer. Yeah, I was so. gonna say we can't really do a moment of silence yet. Yeah. That's, a, that's a preemptive. No, he, I mean, he, he has cancer. He might be dying. Yeah, of it. the stage four. It's back. Cause, let's cause, do. Well, yeah, he's got. He's got to go back for so, more treatment. So let's do a, a preemptive moment of silence. Here we go. Yep. Okay, and then uh, we'll take a break here. I have a Billy Dee's Death of the Movies. He's talking a little bit about Joker as well as a documentary. He saw like a four-hour documentary about horror films. Of course. So uh, here's Billy Dee's Death of the Movies. Then we'll be back with the second half of the show. We got a couple emails to read. I got a couple of news stories. And uh, I think we'll play another round of Six Degrees of, ah, ah, yes, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. All right. Yes. I, I think this one will be on... I don't remember where we left off. Well, aha, that's the thing. I'll, I'll update you. <laughs> I'll update you. <laughs> and then we'll figure out where we're going next. Okay, here we go. Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? Happy Halloween! It should go without saying that I celebrate Halloween every day, but I go fucking hard all of October. This week I did a lot of stuff. I got the final piece of my film photography workflow, so expect to see some film nerdery happening on my Instagram soon. Spoiler alert, it's already begun. I also went to Comic-Con and saw Joker. But first, I want to talk about something super special. I've been looking forward to a documentary called In Search of Darkness since I first saw an ad for it on a YouTube channel I frequent. 
Billed as the definitive documentary on 80s horror, this doc raised over $300,000 in crowdsourced funds. Because horror fans are awesome, and will give you money to see more of the thing they love. Full disclosure, one of the production team reached out to me and asked if I would like to be included in the press materials for this documentary, and I jumped at the chance. She delivered like whoa, and sent me a screener link for the film. She's basically a hero. On to the doc, In Search of Darkness. I am in awe of this staggering accomplishment. As a small creator and post-production professional, the amount of material they must have gathered to assemble this is mind-boggling. At 4 hours and 18 minutes, this is likely a contender for the most comprehensive piece of media ever created about a single decade of horror. The fact that this exists is an argument in itself for a whole series of these. As someone who has sat through both His Name Was Jason and Never Sleep Again, my body was ready for a deep dive into the world of 80s horror. In Search of Darkness goes year by year, connecting trends and movements in the horror genre. This doc explores every possible facet of the genre, from advances in special effects to the democratization of movie-making tech with the rise of video. Obviously, they couldn't talk about every horror film made in the 80s, but they came close to getting all the big ones. If you were alive when they were filming and were involved in horror in the 80s, you were in this documentary. Let's do a roll call. John Carpenter, Heather Langenkamp, Kane Hodder, Sean Cunningham, Tom Holland, Larry Cohen, Bill Mosley, Joe Bob Briggs, Caroline Williams, Joe Dante, Mick Garris. I could keep going, but you get the idea. This is a real murderer's row of horror luminaries. And it's great. I feel like I just took a fire hose of fake blood to the brain. So much information to digest. Which makes this a fantastic resource material for anyone looking to expand their knowledge of horror, and more importantly society and what we are collectively afraid of in the 1980s. This also features what is likely the final on-screen interview with Larry Cohen, maverick filmmaker and all-around hilarious guy. If you don't know anything about Larry Cohen, you're in for a treat. His impact on cinema is criminally underrated outside of the horror community. Look, I could be here all day listing the things I like about In Search of Darkness, because I love horror. It's my whole thing, man, but I can't recommend this enough. When it's available on streaming, I'll be sure to let you all know because it's well-made, well-researched, and super informative. It requires a time commitment, but honestly, it's worth it. Keep a notepad handy to start writing down all the movies you haven't seen, or maybe forgot you saw. I also saw Joker. A couple notes on this experience. Because we live in hell world now, I had my bag searched, was frisked, and magwanded before entering the theater. While I appreciate the seriousness people take with gun violence in this country, it also put me on edge. My wife kept elbowing me if I laughed too loud at something inappropriate. And like, sometimes there's something funny about a choice a film makes to tell a story. And I laughed. I'm super shocked. There is a lot to unpack here. This movie is something else. It is not what I expected it to be, but more than what I expected. Todd Phillips made a harrowing film that offers a shocking look into the world of a deranged person. I honestly thought that this was going to be very similar to King of Comedy, and there are echoes of that here, but the film it most strongly reminded me of is Maniac. Joaquin Phoenix delivers an astounding performance that is one of the most realistic portrayals of a mentally ill person I think I've ever seen committed to film. Not the violence aspect, though. Most mentally ill people are non-violent. They're actually more likely to be victims of violence, as is portrayed at the beginning of Joker. I think that's the hardest thing to separate for viewers. The film has to take this story to a violent crescendo because he's the Joker. That's what he does. But I found that to be the ultimate tragedy. 
because all of the Joker stuff is what I was least interested in. Anytime the movie reminded me that I was watching something related to Batman, it took me out of the world they had created. As an examination of someone who's suffering delusions, this is a harrowing look at a segment of our population we ignore or shun out of fear. It's hard to say I enjoyed this, but I liked it a lot, if that makes any sense. It scratched several itches for me and exceeded my expectations, but because it had to go where it went, I feel like it betrayed the point it was attempting to make. If this is the first in a new direction of DC movies, I'm very interested, because comic movie one-offs that treat the material seriously are something I'd be very happy to see. Highly recommend, just uh, don't get too into it, I guess. Well, I'm gonna go run the rest of a roll of film at the cemetery. Stay cool. Billy D. Adrian Sakai, how are you doing? Doing okay, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing good to see you, How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. All right, great. Take out our show. Here we go. <laughs> what if we just did a whole bunch of cocaine and then... Uh, you think anyone would notice if we did... Yes, people would notice. If we did yes. hardcore drugs yes. at, at people, the half? Yes. Uh-huh. People would notice. Yes. You think people would notice? People, people do notice. Think, I've done they, something do? similar. <clears throat> you think they'll notice that we did our, our show dab on the break instead of at the beginning? You think the second half will sound a little more like... Nah, I mean, I might forget more names. Like I tend to do. Second half is like. I mean, maybe that's how it sounds in your head, but. Oh, all the time. No, the dabs fix that. <laughs> sure they do. They make everything sound a little weird. <laughs> um, Drew plugs you. At Antara419, Facebook, Instagram, follow at Juice Cogburn on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's not you. No, it's not. It's someone else. Yeah. It's a mystery person. I don't know who it is. It's a mystery. It's awesome. It's a mystery. At your cigar. Right? Yeah. Follow. And at Chris Pedisto on Twitter. Uh, Steve. Yep. Online work, you. Uh, yeah, you can uh, Google Steve Etchie and all my stuff comes up. Stuff yeah. Personal email, steve.etchie at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah. Email him your nudie pics. Yes. So him and Leslie can laugh at you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you do that, uh, Leslie will see it too. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> like, look, baby, I got some dick pics. <laughs> you want to? Sh- you want to? And she'll be like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah, yeah see Why not? I mean, I'd, I'd I'd have to see it first because if it's so hu- it's a verified. If it's huge, yeah, I'm gonna delete it. Why not? I'm not gonna show Leslie. Like, look at this thing. No, look I'm at a- this hog. She's under the impression I'm huge. Oh. Actually, you know what? I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Under the impression. So you, you better keep her off the internet, dude. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's keep her off the internet. Keep her away from John Hamm, apparently. Really? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Dude, I mean, t- talk to Ron about that, but yeah. Ron knows all about it. He pointed us in the direction of John Hamm's trouser. Of monster. the ham. Of the ham. Of the hamster. 
Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All this talk of John Ham, Chris got excited over here. He's <laughs> dropping stuff. He's <laughs> getting all flustered. I can see John Ham having having a big hog. Having a big old a big old hog. Yeah. Apparently, he's also a drunk. Uh, you can like do a YouTube search for like John Ham. I think there's one where he's at a hockey game. They did the thing where he's like at a hockey game just as a spectator. Uh-huh. But then they like they roll it up on him to do an interview like during a commercial or whatever. She faced. And you can just see it in his eyes. He's just like gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because he can f- afford stadium beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, fuck it. Who gives a shit? I'm, 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 I'm dreaming. Uh, <laughs> cinema Crespediso at gmail.com patreon.com slash Crespediso like I said we put out a very special Joker spoiler bonus episode not even our normal episode of the week new episodes come out every Friday but sometimes when something special like Joker comes up we gotta sit down we gotta talk about it yeah yep so there you go uh, new episode coming out this Friday we're going to watch a movie revisit one of our favorites from our one of our childhoods we're going to revisit it now, uh, 20, 10, 25 years later, roughly. Okay. Because it came out in 94. Okay. A hint. Oh, hint. shit. Hint. <laughs> hint. So we came out in 94, and we're going to talk about it 25 years later. Uh, see what holds up, what doesn't. Spoiler alert, a lot of it does not. No. No, no. Even, even I know that. I haven't watched the movie in like a decade. I know yeah, that right? stuff doesn't hold and up. Even, the, even <laughs> then in, in 94, I was like, oh, it just doesn't make any noise. No, no, no. no what no, movie no. did you say? No. No. no, exactly. We didn't. Yes. Oh. Exactly, Steve. Okay. Patreon.com slash Crespity Soda. Oh. Out what the movie is. There you go. Um, Facebook group. Twitter already said Twitter, Instagram, Cinema Crespity. So that's all the bullshit. All the bullshit. BFTmedia.com. BFTmedia.com. What's that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) BFTmedia.com. All that stuff that's over there. Simon Time Trivia Show. Tidbits. Save the Beer Union. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. So much going on. On the internet. Of the beer, I thought it was State of the Beer Onions. State of the Beer. Oh, man. See? <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew people were searching for onions. A beer onion sounds disgusting. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe you, you think so. I can't believe you ran with that awful joke. Beer onions. <laughs> beer onions, yeah, do something terrible. Well no, what do we put onions in? Martinis. Well I was thinking Yeah, you, but those are cocktail onions, so like they're pickled or something. It's not like a raw onion. Well I was thinking you'd just like I was picturing like submerging onion in beer. Yeah. Blah, and letting it like No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Oh, no. it's still gross. No, I, I'm just no, saying that's no. what I I pictured that no. process. I mean, I, nice mean beer ba- I mean beer batter them maybe and deep fry them. You put it in a delicious guacamole beer. What's wrong with this guy? Moment, <laughs> moment of silence for that idea. <laughs> for guacamole. No, beer. you get no moment of silence. That could that that would that would mean that, that idea deserves respect. And it does not. It deserves a respect for being an idea and and living the life, the brief, <laughs> right, but short life that I live as an idea. It was it was very, it was very damning. Oh, uh, guacamole, Chris. guacamole ale of some sort. Onions float, don't they? Onions float. Okay, see that would be hot. Avocado sink, onions float. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> It's all a boat. That's all, that's, that's, that's everything. The, that's the slogan for my a boat on the sea of what, Chris? That's a boat on the sea of cheese. That's the slogan for my uh, my brewery, my my ship themed brewery that I'm opening, to, in honor of my ceiling background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was almost believable for a second <laughs> until you got to the whole ceiling background thing. <laughs> I have to honor it somehow. <laughs> no one else will do it. I'll do it. 
Uh, okay, let's see here. Let's, uh, what we got to talk about? We got a couple movie stories. We got some emails. Let's go ahead and uh, let's do this. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Like that. My job is to be devoted to love and to devotion itself. No, of course I don't die. I prevail, and the, and the, the, the great animals are let out in San Diego. That's right, time to play Six Degrees of Jeff Goldblum, submitted to us by Gabe. Uh, this is our week-to-week game in which we're trying to start at a point, and then Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon style connects to Jeff Goldblum. So, Steve, we started episode 348 with Jackie Chan. Right. That was our starting point. And then Mike and Lisa from Fort Arawak chose Rush Hour. Okay. The very next week was given it to you, 349. Yes. You chose Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yes. Okay. Next week, 350, it went to Sam and Trav from Semantics. They chose the movie Friday. Friday. All right. It's Bush League. Last week. (laughs) Damn. Sam and Trav. Last week, episode 351, we had Swervy here. Swervy Jones show. Yes. And Swervy from the movie Friday chose the actor... Ice Cube. Yeah. Ice Cube. So we're now 352. Steve, it's back to you, buddy. Name mm. an Ice Cube movie. Yeah. I Anaconda. Oh, okay. There we okay. go. Yeah. And it actually okay. has a really good cast. That's a great cast. <laughs> yeah. That's a great cast. For we, such an awful movie, it has which a is great re- cast. Well, I was going to say, which is really weird. No. <laughs> great cast. You got yourself... Got John Voight. You got hamming it up the whole fucking time too. He got Eric Stoltz. What is that stupid accent he's doing in that awful movie? He's supposed to be uh, Peruvian. He's supposed to be Mm. South American. Mm. So Mm. he's supposed to be doing a Spanish accent. Mm. He's like a snake. I grab you like you're a lover, like your deepest lover, and I squeeze you until you explode. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he says. Yes, he says explode. And then, uh, and then the snake eats him, and then it, and then it barfs him up, and then he winks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild movie, man. I haven't seen it. You just, haven't seen no. it. Oh, dude, no, it's fun. It's a fun no, watch. It, it, it really, you just have to go in like this is a B movie. It, yes. Yeah. Just remember that it's a B, and, a B and, movie with A listers. Yes. <laughs> and, and and love it for what it is because when it switches between. Really awful late '90s CG mm. and really hilariously awful giant rubber snake. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> the CG is so bad. It is awful. The crazy bad '90s CG yeah. is so bad. It's so expensive. Yeah, it's like a hundred thousand dollars a second or something. Something oh, stupid. Sure. Oh, I know, and there was no like, and a lot of it. That's surprising amount yeah. of it. There was no texture. No, that, that's what it was. No, like no the, the CG, like back then, there was no texture to it whatsoever. It, it's crazy. But every now and then they threw in a fake uh, snake head flop around. Like, well, well, actually, the, the one scene I remember is they, they, like, after one of the first kills, it's mm. an underwater scene. They just do the snake swimming away, but in the belly, you can see the outline of yeah. the person that he ate. Yeah. That's the only, like, one of the few scenes I remember from it's the movie. So funny. That's all. Uh, but I mean, like, so. unbelievably, right? Like, like, not done well? Or? Yeah, exactly. Well, they had 90s B-movie fucking, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it looks absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It looks absurd. But still, it's one of those shots that I remembered. All right, Anaconda, very good. So that was this week's edition of the Jeff Goldblum game. Uh, Drew, you were saying on the break that oh, yeah, something I forget, there was that something forgot. That, yeah, that I watched that or, I forgot to talk about. What else did you watch? Uh, it's called Sturgill Simpson Presents Sound and Fury. Oh, uh, Sturgill Simpson, was it a concert? Oh, uh, no. Like so, so so what it is, because uh, I mean, he's like a country star, I guess, of yep. sorts. Yep. Uh, 
he basically had like a concept album that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got together with uh, the anime guys who did uh, like the uh, the Batman Ninja and uh, uh, Afro Samurai. Okay. And like, you know, the anime guys that American audiences are familiar with. Okay. And they got together and they made this weird ass like... 40 minute music video slash like anime movie thing. Wow. That's good. It's weird. Yeah. But it's good. Okay. Yeah. Weird, but it's good. it's weird, but good. Yeah, it's weird. Not, not weird because there's some good. Well, because there are some strange, like weird dance scenes in the middle of it. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. it's it's very anime, it's and very it, Japanese. But it's also is the but, country but musicish. It's, yeah, that's just it. It's more. It is, mm-hmm. but it's more of like. Uh, Heavy, dirty, more like hard rocky country. Sure. So like radio, radio country, sort of. I don't. I don't listen to radio yeah, music. So I, I couldn't tell you. Sergio Simpson, pretty popular these days. Yeah, he did the. You know about uh, Sergio Simpson? He did that. Uh, nope. He, he did the song for the Jim Jarmusch movie we saw. He did the song for the the good the, uh, the dead don't die. Yeah. Yep. We did that song. Correct. Yeah. The only reason I remember that is because they kept bringing up his name, and I was like, "That name is not the name of a real person." <laughs> <laughs> I think it is like a persona type thing yeah. that he's doing for sure. But yeah, it's a real dude, Sergio Simpson. Yeah. Sergio Simpson. It's a great name. Sergio Simpson. All right. Very cool. Glad I brought that up. Yeah, it's good. I brought that up. Oh, I wrote that in the wrong part. Let me scratch it up there. And it's quick, too. It's only like 40 minutes. I do like that. Won't count for a hundo. Too short for that. But otherwise, Sturgill Simpson. What's the full name of it? Sound and Fury. Sturgill Simpson presents Sound and Fury. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's read some emails. Juicy Cogburn, Cinema Dress... Cinema what? <laughs> Cinema dress bow detail? Is that what you're saying? So we're talking about dresses in movies now? Is that how this works? Oh, yeah. I don't like, know anything about fashion. Oh, shit. Here we go. Cinema. So, so, so this is all about the Phantom Thread? Sorry for Cinema Dress of Diso. <laughs> we talking about the latest fashions in the world of cinema and beyond. I don't know anything about fashion, friends. Oh, you don't? No. Oh. <laughs> Nothing. Zero. Here, take this. I can barely put colors together. Wait, what happened to my my thing? My thing broke. My thing broke. Oh. Here, take this. Ah. <laughs> Here, take this. Fashion for dummies. Okay. Read this. <laughs> learn about bustiers. Learn about waist trainers. That's very big. Spanx. New evolution of Spanx. Uh, Kim Kardashian put out some and she trademarked the, the brand and she called them um, uh, kimonos and then all of Japan was like fuck you you stupid cunt like, hold, <laughs> hold up <laughs> you cannot call these kimonos like Japan literally was like yeah. you cannot call these kimonos like the entirety of like, Japan like yes. their culture minister was like yeah. please don't do this and then she was like I'm so sorry I didn't know and she changed it to something else she's so stupid <laughs> She's a very stupid millionaire. Uh, her go in honor of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> we're talking about fashion. Drew Sakogburn. Uh, what do you think are the big fashion choices of this autumn? Jeans. Jeans. All right. Jeans. <laughs> jeans That's what I'm going to be wearing. I'm going to be wearing jeans. That old just, just like I do during, Just like I do during winter. I like it. Winter, spring, and your spring, and summer. And your summer attire <laughs> will continue into the autumn. Steve, what are you? What are you looking forward to for this fall fashion? Basketball shorts. Basketball shorts. All very day nice. long. Very nice. My fall fashion style. I'm looking forward to uh, um, 
mashed potatoes. It's going to be delicious. You're going to be, be wearing it's them? It's going to be a delicious fall, guys. I'm telling you. He's going to be go. wearing mashed potatoes. And that's it. That was cinema fashion decent. I, mean, I hope he changes the mashed potatoes every day, because if not, that could be kind of disgusting. Yeah, that yeah, could be. Yeah. I'm going to eat them. <laughs> All right, Drew. Let's read some emails. We got a couple emails from Ron. What's up, Ron? Cinema Christmas. So, the... <laughs> <laughs> so apparently. What's up, Ron? He's the man. Apparently, Ron thinks Ross is going to be on the show today. Mm. I can pretend to be Ross. Steve. Okay, Steve, you are you are now Ross McCoy. Okay, I'm assuming. Okay, right? Yep. Okay. Okay, here we go. Mask uh, us a show, Ross it, McCoy. It, it, it is. Titled, honestly, I don't even know how to do a Ross. It's McCoy. A, it's a titled Hey Ross. Hey Ross. Hey, hey, boys! <laughs> you know I love you, but I just want Ross to know only Ross that uh, that he helps me make me feel welcome. Wait, I just want Ross to know that help make me feel welcome and part of a community. He was integral to my outspoken nature in this environment. Oh. I truly appreciate him and the demeanor towards many things, even if we do not agree. He has my utmost respect. Kind of like Drew, this would be awkward if he didn't show up. <laughs> The <laughs> so about that, <laughs> <pretty> Ron. Ross is very happy <laughs> that you love him so much, and we love you. Anyway, anyway, I know Ross having kids is pretty up on the zeitgeist of youths. Yes, yeah, uh, play, Ross. Play, playing Fortnite and gaming wise, that other things have they help you with the keep up. Up yeah, with the keyboard. With up. what is hip? As as I have access to gay, black, and gamer Twitter, and frequently many lame YouTube, I feel like I'm aware of many of the popular culture harsh terrain. Oh, true. My question: Is it worth it to it, know about our society, good and bad points? Does this make my opinion better, or does it make me better? Is it worth it? Do you, do do you think ignorance is way to go to be a good person in the information age? Yes or no? I can be. I say yes. Yeah. I say I say be uh, be informed of the uh, of what the keep your finger on the pulse of the children mm-hmm. and know what they know and know what they like. Yeah, that's bad advice. Don't don't keep don't put your finger on the pulse of the children. I, I think put your finger in the children to figure out what their pulse is. <laughs> yes, to know what they like. To figure yes. out what they like if they like it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to waggle it around. Oh, of course. And Steve, this is why he's like, not allowed within 500 yards of an elementary school. An elementary school, <laughs> of a church, or a liquor store. Not allowed. I gotta pay people to. Yep. I gotta pay people to go to mm-hmm. a liquor store to get my liquor for me. I gotta pay people to go into a church to do my confessions for me. And I gotta pay people to go to school to finger the children. Well, that, 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 so that, is it worth it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I need to get Ross some socks from Nasty Pig, but it might also include a jock. I'm sure his wife would enjoy the color-coordinated look. I am still shopping. Peace out. Peace Ron. out. Ron gonna get Ross some socks. Yeah. Gonna get some Ross socks. Good thing Ross isn't here, because now he no, won't know. Because that would be awkward. Because now it's gonna be a surprise. Yeah. He's gonna get some jock socks. So I get socks? <laughs> uh, no. Damn no. it. No, you're not. You're not a sockman. And he also sent an email. I'm going to not say parts of it because it's spoilery, but... Here we go. So be it's it. Ron again. Uh, so this movie is great on the context that I saw The King of Comedy. 
because when I'm able to see what was trying to get done, yes. it's still cringy and awkward film yes. filled embarrassing the attempts at comedy. Mm -hmm. I do not feel this as an incel call to arms. No. Like King of Comedy, I feel it's society's lack of compassion being spotlighted or lack of plans for society's less fortunate and mm -hmm. mentally ill, yep. showing us how people fall through the cracks and live there. Joker establishes the mythos of Batman Nemesis pretty well. We finally understand the motivation that we never got. We also knew that he was a horrible guy, but he was horrible for horrible sake. Now we know why he can take a punch. We know why saying his mother's name will stop him mid-fight. I can understand the appeal and intoxication with creating chaos. It was shot okay and acted well enough to not be a superhero movie that we come to know. This creates a new subset of mainstream comic book Adaptations. Um, well, I don't, think, I don't know if it creates a new subset. It's part of one already that includes like Deadpool and Logan. These R-rated, mid-budget, violent. Kind of Drew's cutting out spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie, I can appreciate it without liking it. I'm sh not sure why. Maybe the marketing and cancel culture tainted me. Mm. I kind of wish we got a vat of toxic waste scene to make it more to make it more comic booky. Interesting. Um, you guys have uh, like Steve you have some movies out there or filmmakers for whom you because I, I know what Ron is saying here at the end but like Lars von Trier is a guy who the movies he makes I don't really like them yeah but I respect him I appreciate that and the type of movies that he makes I appreciate that he's making these difficult thematically tough provocative movies I'm glad that there are people out there doing that stuff I don't necessarily like the, these movies no. I don't like Andy Christ I don't like Melancholia but uh, I'm glad that there's someone out there doing these things, you know. Yeah. I don't necessarily like Visitor Q. I'm glad it exists. No, I'm glad it exists. Do you have anything like that, Steve, where you like, you're like, I don't really like this stuff. I I, I understand its place in the world. Um, no. Not not off the top of my head. I'm sure there is, yeah. but I can't think of anything at the moment. I mean, you, you said Visitor Q. I mean, you know, you all know, of his movies. You know what? I'd fucking, make all, all of the Miyake movies, like, well, I, some, I, some of his seen, movies I genuinely like. Well, yeah, but for fucked up, strange, demented reasons. Yeah, somebody I like them though. <laughs> like Lars von Trier movies, like. Eh, but I, I mean, I, I didn't say I, why he is. I don't like Visitor Q, but it's a movie that I'll never fucking forget. I'll tell you that much. I'll never forget. Wow, I, I, forget that Bud Dwyer video. You know, you know what I run into a lot is um, that I'll see something that's just like supposed to be like life changing, uh -huh. and you're like, I mean, it was good, but because you get underwhelmed be, because of how big a deal it's supposed to be, it's built up too. You much. end up just talking negatively about it. Um, I like, do that with Star Wars. Yeah, I thought I Star Wars is those like the original trilogy, like great movies, mm -hmm. um, like. Are they what they you know like how they're treated? No. Watching them now for if you watch them now for the first time, it seems like oh yeah, I get why people like it. But yeah, it's I different, totally get it. But it's different than when it's like 1977, right? And it's you're the first the time anything's theater. ever done anything like this before. And you're like, Whoa, this is my world now, you know, because yeah. it's so groundbreaking. When you look back on it now, it's like oh, I get it, I understand it. But it's, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the totally Avatar yeah. effect. You know, Avatar, not Avatar, the greatest man. movie, but holy fuck, did it change everything? Yeah, I, put I was going to say, that's, that's basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, yeah, where you see Avatar, it was unbelievable. It was also mediocre. Yeah, no, exactly. Yes. Story-wise, <laughs> it wasn't breaking any new ground no, whatsoever. I mean, everything else, though, was story beats. Fucking. Because they spent all the time on the technical side and not the story side. Now, with these Avatar sequels, part of the reason why they took so well, long. Well, because they're doing the technology thing the again. The technology thing, but also they did, like, have a writer's room. And Cameron had, like, a bunch of people. It's like, all right, we're going to bang out. One big story that split up into three stories. So we had, they spent like a couple years just working on the scripts. And then they uh, split up the big story into three stories, or four stories, however, screen yeah. stories they came up with. And then Cameron assigned the, his writers, like, all right, you're writing Avatar 2, you're writing 3, you're writing 4. So when they came up with the whole thing together, the writers didn't know what part they would be writing, what mm-hmm. part they would be assigned. So they all worked together... On one big story, and then they, they came up with it. Then he said, "All right, you're doing this one. You're doing that." Thus, they could all kind of flesh it out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it seems like they did take the time to come up with the story. So it's not like they're just flying by the seat of their pants, or he's not putting the effort into it. Now, whether it well, I think the only reason for that though is the technology. If mm. the technology was already there, he absolutely would have done that. He, he would have just crapped it. It would have just he would have just crapped it out. Yeah, exactly. But since he had the since they had time anyway to build yeah. up that stuff, so we might as well take the time to make these movies worth it. So hopefully, well, it'll but, be borne out in in Avatar. I don't too, think though. so though because he did that the first time too. Uh, I don't. Did he? he? He had Avatar as a project for the longest time, he but did, the technology was yeah, there. He, he always that's very true. Well, you're right. Because you're ha- right. You're right. And, and that because was, he has to create the technology for all of his movies before he can make the movies. Yeah, but what I'm saying <laughs> is I'm hoping that they took the time to make the Avatar sequels you know, meaningful. But he is right in that Avatar was on James Cameron's plate for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And uh, it is still the movie that we got. Um, the picture that they put out of like he's holding the three camera and he's like knee deep in water and they're yeah. in a wave pool and there's fire in the background. And it's like it looks like a very fun, uh, very fun, cool set. And, oh yeah, um, I would have loved to be on that set. Yeah, and just exactly. watch, just see what they're doing, and then the description is like, we got reflector plates, we got this, we got that yeah. going on. It's like visually, I can't yeah. wait to see what the movie at least is going. to I can't like remember. It's gonna be. I did comment on that. I can't remember what I said. Yeah, it, was but it was along the lines of like, I well, if the, the the script's got to be good too, which is like, you know, hopefully we'll see. Knock on wood. Yeah. Here's the thing about James Cameron movies too. Um, Titanic is what it is. It's whatever. And I like I liked Titanic. Well, here's the thing: his his two overall least liked movies, especially amongst film movie fans, uh-huh. are Titanic and Avatar. His two most popular, successful films, right? But then outside of that, outside of his two most successful movies, what 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 the fuck is going? To, is there like a gremlin in the studio just knocking shit over? Uh, there's uh, I got a pile of shit over here that I think has finally like reached its apex of pileness. Okay, and, and things are just falling back over there. It's I hold my book in my hand. Uh, my phone is fine. My phone hasn't slipped. We're good. Uh, what was on the edge? Showed up. Um, outside of Avatar and Titanic, what has this bum? ever given us aside from two Terminators and Abyss and True Lies like only like five of the greatest movies of the last 25-30 years you know I mean the guy knows how to make movies and uh, the thing is I guess part of the reason is Titanic was what 97? Uh, yes and then we had Avatar in 2009 mm-hmm. it's now 2019 so in the last 22 years James Cameron has made two movies mm-hmm Come on, man! Make some goddamn movies. Do some. Do something. Well, he, like I said, he has to create the technology first, and that takes a while. It does take a while. So. When, when you have to make underwater three D everything, yeah, because nobody's done it before. I'd love to see. It's gonna be a while. I'd love to see a ninety-minute James Cameron uh, family drama. 
<laughs> you know, like about a divorced couple. Well, how? I mean, what? I'll see him remake Kramer vs. Kramer. Okay, fine, but you know what? He's gonna do it with holograms. God damn it, no! <laughs> so first, he's got to spend the next twenty years creating the technology. Then you'll get hologram Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> I want to make a five million dollar drama. <laughs> I don't think he can anymore. I know, right? I don't think he has it in him. I don't think he ever did. His first movie was Terminator. This second, oh, Aliens! Jesus Christ, forgot about Aliens. The guy is a movie genius, yeah. but it's all special effects and big things. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't he, do small stuff. He's dude. never been into as much as good as he has been in telling stories and things. I have a book called um, a short little book. It's not that long. Called Good Scripts, Bad Scripts, and each chapter is a different movie that mm-hmm. talks about how that script is either a good script or a bad script. Then it breaks down for like twenty pages. Mm-hmm. And there's one chapter on the abyss. And the whole thing about the chapter of the, on the abyss, the whole angle is that somehow they actually made all the wrong decisions. Like this screenplay should not work, and it talks about all the reasons why all the like this is not right, and this is not proper story building, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. yet, still, the movie still works, and and that's what that chapter is about. How they still somehow made this work when it shouldn't. Uh, so it's crazy. That is cool. I like that. James Cameron's an interesting filmmaker, man. We'll we'll see when we get the uh, the. Our sequels eventually. Uh, so email us cinema crespodiso at gmail.com and we will read it on the show. That's it for the emails. Let me grab this. All the shit is falling over here. I got this fucking. Oh, yeah, which by, by the way, I was gonna say too, I actually saw Titanic like again like three years ago. Okay, a rewatch. Okay, and uh, just as far as the special effects are concerned, mm-hmm. holy shit, like the boat is clearly fake and the mm-hmm. people are walking around mm-hmm. like NPCs in golden eye or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're like Oh, the digital people yeah. that they did throw in there. They're, yes. Interesting. They're walking like lemmings. It's yeah. it's stupid. That's so funny. <laughs> they're stuck. They can't it's the best they could do at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean at the time I remember being like, Whoa because at the time it was Of course I mean I saw it in theaters on acid, but um <laughs> Man, that's a weird movie to watch on acid, Steve. It, it, yeah, it, that wasn't my plan. My dad was like, do you want to go see Titanic? And you said yes. Yeah, That was and, your and fault. You, said, you still said yes. He knew I really wanted to see it, so I thought it'd be highly suspect if I said, said no. no. I can't right now. Yeah. I'm tripping balls, Dad. Has he found out subsequently to that? Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I got a couple uh, news stories here. So there was uh, a change to the copyright laws that were actually for uh, its pro-creator for once, right? So what, Disney lost something? Not Disney. Well, <laughs> they may. Here we go. So <laughs> Because they're the ones that write copyright law in, the, in America. A, a, a law... Congress amended the law in the 1970s. Back then, their amendment said that authors can get the rights back to their work from studios... 35 years after publication. Okay. 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 So that means the rights to movies made in 1984 will revert back to their original authors. So studios don't. So studios, no matter... Well, not necessarily no matter what. Well, well, I'll, well I'll explain. Here we go. So, for example, we got the Terminator Dark Fate coming out this mm-hmm. year, right? Yes. And they made this whole big deal about how James Cameron is getting the, got the rights back after a, a certain amount of years. Yeah. He's working with Skydance Production. They bought the rights a few years ago in the auction or whatever. Um, 
The original writer of the Terminator of the screenplay is Gail Ann Hurd, who co-wrote the screenplay with James Cameron. They were married at the time. Okay. Uh, she to do that. has already moved. She already put in the motion to terminate the copyright grant provided 35 years ago. Oh. So no matter what happens with Dark Fate this year, next year, Gail Ann Hurd will get the rights back to the Terminator franchise. Oh, nice. Like, fuck you, Skydance Productions. Wow. Fuck you, everybody. Fuck you, everyone. I get the rights back. You want to make more Terminator movies? Talk to me. You must negotiate with me now. Oh, that is great. Isn't that crazy? Um, Skydance Productions has had the rights to the Terminator franchise since 2011. James Cameron is coming in on it recently. Uh, others who have already made their intentions known that they want their rights back and, and it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary K. Wolf wants the rights back to the book that inspired Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. All right. Oh, to the book. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Because that goes back yeah. to the original publication of what it was inspired on, right? Uh, Roderick Thorpe wrote Nothing Lasts Forever. Nothing Lasts Forever is the book that got turned to Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, I yes. did not know it had a different title. Yes, because mm-hmm. uh, they changed, even changed the name of the protagonist and everything. But it's uh, Nothing Lasts Forever got turned into Die Hard, and a book called 58 Minutes got turned into Die Hard 2, Simon Says, was a spec script that then got retrofitted to become Die Hard 3. They just inserted John McClane into a script that already existed. Uh, so the first three Die Hard movies are all like retrofits of other D- things. Different, completely different stories. Uh, all yeah. completely different things, completely different characters, different stories. They just made the main character John McClane and they ran with it. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? I like that. And then the fourth one and the fifth one, they're like, we will write original John McClane stuff. And like, oh, no, this is all crap. I liked the fourth one. Well, you're a monster sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're a true vaping monster with no, <laughs> with no moral north compass. <laughs> You're just you're a, you're a chaos agent. You're like fuck Spike Lee, but I like Die Hard Four. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you seen the Russia one, Die Hard Five? No. Oh boy, oh boy, mm. boy, oh boy. They just really they really start to go downhill. They really stop caring. <laughs> well, yeah. Why would John McClane be in Russia? Because um, he's find, fucking Superman. To go find his son. Okay. Played by uh, Jai Courtney. Like, who who oh, also boy. happens to be Superman? Oh, they're so well because he has the McClane jeans. Yeah. Mary yeah. Elizabeth Winston was in the they, fourth one. They didn't bring her back. They fall through entire buildings and come out unscathed. In the first 15 minutes, he gets hit by a car in traffic. Like, not car to car. Like, McLean is in the street, and he gets hit by a car. And he, he gets, just gets over, up and starts walking. And he's like, hey! And he gets up, and he, like, hijacks the... Carjacks the guy, I should say. Yeah. Um, Stephen King is looking forward to getting back a bunch of his rights and stuff made in the 80s. David Mamet is looking forward to getting the rights back to his That'd stuff. That'd be Shining, wouldn't it? Um, The Shining would already be in his rights. I yeah, think. I think which is why maybe he's involved with the Doctor Sleep w- sequel that's coming. W- which out. is why he's sitting next to everybody in the Hey, come see my movie. He does have every every Stephen does King he? movie, the Pet Cemetery, The Dark Tower, every Stephen King movie. That he is involved with all of them. I think he has been smart enough to write, hold on to his rights. Rights, it's with stuff to always be involved in some way. Well, Especially I mean, he's since been... The Shining turned out, the movie turned out how he didn't like it. I, I was about to say, I'm sure in the beginning he probably made a few mistakes, but Ooh. after, like, probably The Shining, he was like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah, so he, I think he's been smart enough with his rights over the years anyway, but he's get, going to get more control over more stuff soon. Um, the heirs of screenwriter Michael McDowell We'll be getting the rights back to the script for Beetlejuice. Mm. Oh, wow. So some big fucking things, man. Um, Predator, 
is uh, coming up for. Oh geez, for yeah. for for reclaim That's and big. there's a video game being based on the movie in development right now that could throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing because they all of a sudden lose their rights. Yeah. yeah, they lose their rights because of time. Now here's the thing, Steve. You mentioned earlier about um, just taking it away from the studios flat out. That's not necessarily what's happening. Okay. Uh, what happens is you put in your notice, the time comes up, you put in your notice for your termination. I want this to be terminated. And then the thing comes up where now the owner of the rights, the studio, whoever it is, mm-hmm. they have two years to put something out. They have use or lose it rights. Okay. So Gail Ann Hurd is like, I want my Terminator back. Skydance put on notice. You have two years to make another Terminator. Movies are fucking hard to make. And movies take big, a while. Movies as big as Terminator, yeah. yeah, super hard to make. You want to make another Terminator movie within two years of just releasing Dark Fate? Like we, good luck. Yeah. You know? So now, but they might go for it. Well, that's the thing. So now the studio's faced with okay, we can crank out a sequel that's probably gonna suck. We'll mm-hmm. keep diminishing the brand. We can work out. The but rights. we're not gonna have the brand. Who cares? We're not gonna have the brand. But then someone else is gonna make all this money. Um, we spent the $20 million years ago anyway on the rights. We can work out a deal mm-hmm. with Gail and her, you know, keeping the Terminator as an example. We can work out a deal with her to just pay her off mm-hmm. and continue making our Terminator movies. Or we let it lapse. We let it go. We made our movies. Did we make our money back? I don't know. Give it to her and then she can go run off and do whatever. Yeah. You know, exactly. Who knows? Maybe uh, <laughs> here in a couple of years she'll want to sell it back to us. Maybe in a couple of years it comes right back to us anyway no. for, for a relatively low price. Because mm. our Terminator Dark Fate was so bad, we tainted the franchise so much that no one wants to make a Terminator movie anymore. You know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so that's a pretty big deal, though. A lot of stuff from the 80s are, are going to come back around now for remake, reboot, eligibility status. Because people are going to be wanting to be like, I want my hands. I want to make my, uh, my version of whatever. 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 Exactly, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, all right, second story. Let's close this out with this story. Eddie Murphy, he's got coming to America too. Yep, he's got uh, coming to Do- coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> they really fucked up the title, man. Coming to America, they fucked it up. He's so right. God, he's right. Just like how I point out to you, um, that nineteen seventeen movie should have come out. <laughs> There's a movie coming out called nineteen seventeen about World War One. Yeah, it should have come out January nine nineteen seven uh, twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Right, 1917. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. 1917. 1917, yeah. Uh-huh. And there was this other one that's coming out. Um, uh, stupid. Tenant. Tenant should have come out on a palindrome date. <laughs> but it's 2020. Yeah. They're out of palindrome dates. It yeah. should have come out this year. It should have come out uh, like 1919 or something, you know? Right? 1919. Mm-hmm. 1919. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about. But then you know, when, speak, speaking of that Tenant trailer, yeah. you know what I noticed for the first time? So, because it's so fast, when the, it's a teaser. Yeah, that's not online yet. You when the, the uh, when the words come up, tenant. No, when it, when it says it says Doom, a new protagonist. No, it says it doesn't said it doesn't say. I always read it in my head because it was so fast. Yeah. I, I always read it. It's time for a new protagonist, but yeah. it's not. It's just time for a new protagonist. That's all it is. Time for a new protagonist. Time for this. Yes, it's not. No, it's not. It's time. It's just time for. And, then, and I'm just like, God damn it, you motherfuckers! And your time, you asshole. Time again. Uh, and then they, yeah, they are fucking time again. They always do. He always has something to do with time. What if the movie? It's like you, you do a whole story, plot points A through Z, 
And like you get to the story, and then it gets to the middle of the movie, and then it does a story again, but then backwards. Who knows? So then the movie's like a palindrome. I don't, I don't know. Well, he's making a palindrome movie. I, he, he's good enough. He could. And then the, the, the opening shot and the closing shot are exactly the same. Sure. Palindrome movie. I like it. All right. It's Chris Renaud. I know. He could do it. Warner Brothers took him he's $150 million to do some dickery like that yeah. with uh, Son of Denzel. Mm-hmm. Back to Eddie Murphy. Coming to... America, that's a great title, Drew. Yeah, get someone hired Chris Cockburn already. <laughs> Come on, give him the monies. Um, he's also doing uh, The Dolomite Is My Name. He's working on stand-up. He's been saying that for years, but it seems like now that he's actually putting stuff out, he may actually be going back to stand-up pretty soon here. Um, speaking of stand-up, that doesn't age well. It's funny, but that raw and delirious stuff, he has a whole bit about what if Mike Tyson was gay. Yeah. But he doesn't use the word gay. No. He uses the... Uh, Mm-hmm. The, oh, the, the F word. The F word for gays, mm. which you know, according to Todd Phillips, woke culture won't let you use that kind of language now mm-hmm. in comedy. Was oh, that a one syllable or two? I think he uses the two syllable okay. version. Yeah. yeah, I think so. We're talking about the word faggot. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> faggot. Faggot. It's crazy. I used to say that in college, like joker, all the time, just like joking around. Yeah, like, it was so bad to, to all my straight friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Frank, you're like ah, oh, 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 we so funny. This yeah. was in the 2000s. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. This isn't like we're not talking about the 1950s. No, <laughs> not talking about our grandfathers. Yeah. This was us in college. We knew better, and we still yeah. did it anyway. Yeah, no. bunch of jerks, man. Yeah, we agreed. Change. We're allowed to change. We can grow and change and be different people. Or did I just cancel myself? I think. Oh, I'm, you I'm, canceled. I'm, I'm, I'm canceled you, now. you can't. You can't. You can't. Fuck. Oh. Fuck, I now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have come here to not bury Cinema Crespity so, mean, but to praise it for being so daring as to fight against woke culture and admit to using the I, F word for gays. I mean, I mean, 20 Chris, years ago. I mean, Chris, at this point, 19 in t- years ago, 18 years ago, 17 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> at this point in time, I'm sure there's something I've said over the last five years that could get me canceled. Oh, Christ almighty. So <laughs> the last five minutes, probably. <laughs> who knows that we really to go back and listen. I don't know what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. See, when you're recording, like you, you have your notes, like I'm going to say all this stuff. And you don't say and anything. Then you hit record. And then an hour goes by <laughs> later. You're like, I didn't see anything that I planned to say. <laughs> yeah. what, did we, what did we talk about? What do we do? Stuff. We're we're crazy. Things. We're insane people doing insane things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said some pretty bad stuff. Let's just publish let's just that. make sure. <laughs> oh my God, Steve is on record let, now. Let, as let's being make like, sure everybody hears. Steve is on record yes, as being like uh, yeah, uh, uh-huh. like veterans are stupid. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Steve is for the war but against the truth. That's a hard stance to take, man. It's also a confusing one. Yes, <laughs> a hard confusing yes. stance to take. I'm all for losing the war. <laughs> let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Eddie Murphy is making not only is he making Coming to America 2 but finally the, the wheels are in motion he's been trying to do something of this semblance for years now we may be getting that Beverly Hills Cop 4 cool yeah, I would be looking forward to that I'll see it man Beverly Hills Cop 3 BHC 3 ain't good it's not a good movie uh, I can't remember which one that was. That's the theme park one. That's the Wally World one with the counterfeit money. Okay. And uh, it's just even, it doesn't even look as good. It's like, it looks like a cheap comedy as opposed to the second one, 
the the gun range yeah. one with Brigitte Nielsen. Mm-hmm. That's a Tony Scott movie, yeah. so it looks fucking fantastic. And it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Because and, it's and, fucking because Tony, Tony Scott. Scott and the first one's just a <laughs> good, fun early Eddie Murphy movie where he's like 24, 25 years old and he's like a... Ha <laughs> 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 But he's like a full-fledged movie star, though. Yeah. It's un- unbelievable how he just has it. You know, he has it. And you really see it there. You really see that movie. So I would like to see this fourth one. They tried to do the TV show a few years ago. Don't remember that. It was one of those things. Well, that's because it never got past pilot. Mm-hmm. And I think at the most they did shoot a pilot and had it. They did the thing. You know how they do it? I think they still do this on Amazon where they have a bunch of pilots up and people can watch them and vote on them. Yeah. And that's how like the ticket got made. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they did that for Beverly Hills Cop and it didn't get passed. Uh, it didn't get through the, the voting system. Not enough people care. And they were doing, I think it was Brandon T. Jackson was son of Axel Foley. Uh, that's probably what did it. And then... Um, Eddie Murphy was going to be involved as Axel Foley. He's he was gonna be like a, a lieutenant or captain or whatever. Like he's okay. he's, he's gonna be promoted. The he's the boss, and now the irony is he has to deal with his pain in the ass son. <laughs> oh, you know what that was true. Those are your headphones. <laughs> oh, my headphones. <laughs> the headphones that you brought up. Okay. And, a, and an empty True Leaf bag. So, so, so it's my oh, bad. Oh, an empty Sorterra bag. So, so, so it's my bad juju causing all this? No, man. Is that what you're saying? No, nah, it's, it's just That's a mess. That's all. I'm just saying it's a mess. It needs a, it needs a sprucening. It needs a, spru- a sprucening sprucening. That's uh, all I'm saying. The sprucening. The sprucening. <laughs> well, welcome to the sprucening. Avengers 4, the sprucening. Oh, coming this spring. I think we're out of stuff. Oh, let me see. You know what this is? You know what, Steve? You may like this, actually. I might what? You may actually like this stuff. Maybe, maybe I'll let you take this home. Oh. Here we go. We haven't, we haven't given out prizes. <laughs> what are these, Archie comics? Let's give out some prizes. No, no they're, no, far, I gave, they're I gave, so worse. No, I gave my Archie comics to uh, Daniel Dennis. Oh, did you? Because he, he loves Archie. And I dug up some Archie comics <laughs> that were specifically Archie Christian comics. Uh, of course they are. There is was, that earlier Archie or later Archie? Or? 70s Archie. Okay, I don't know. So there okay. was... Oh, yeah, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. So, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 4. We'll see if it's any good. Um, Spire Christian Comics was... I, don't, I doubt they're around anymore. You can actually see on the back all the different titles that they have. And you can see some Archie stuff in here. Chris. Here's one title called this for 39 cents. I'm giving it to you now for free. Okay. It's called God Smuggler. It's about a guy trying to smuggle Bibles into China. Into communist China. That's hilarious. It's a comic book. True. These are comics. God's Smuggler? It's called God's Smuggler. We're smuggling gods now? Is that what's going on? We're smuggling Bibles. We're we're smuggling gods? We're smuggling Bibles. Uh, This other book I have here, other comic, is called Chaos. Is it it also a Christian comic? uh, Yes. 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 It's a Christian comic. And this one is about... I'm trying to figure out what what this one's about. Chaos? It's about... uh, I think it's about... um, uh, Rapture. Oh, the Rapture! I think it's like I think it's like Left Behind type stuff. Cool! I'm a big fan of the Rapture. So, I, I wanted to sign up for uh, Rapture Pets back so, in the day. So Steve, you can you can take these, buddy. Reaffirm your Christian faith through the the art of comic book. But yeah, that's a straight up. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. The 70s Christian comic, and then if I might, don't say myself. Pretty fucking good condition these books, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I think Chris. Pretty good condition. World, Not perfect, but <clears throat> World War Three <clears throat> begins when Russia. Magog invades Israel. Oh, Magog. Yeah, yeah, Magog. It's a one-day thermonuclear war. Yeah. One quarter of those living on the Earth will die. Yeah. That's from Revelation 6. 8. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So a, a third of the fish, a third of the ships, a third of the trees in the grassland are destroyed. Yes. Read Isaiah 13, 8, and Joel 1, 9. I had a couple of these books 
drew a couple of these comic Russia books. Russia is defeated, a miracle of God's intervention. I had a couple of these comic books. That were, that <gasps> what they, the hell? In, in the 70s, they were doing the same thing, where they were conflating the, the Cold War and all that shit with the Book of Revelations. So they would, like, do, dramatize Revelations and interpret it to be like, yeah. so... uh. Uh, giant birds with metal plates rain down fire, and then and then kids are like, "Oh, that's just like that's a plain, helicopter." Yeah, a plane shooting bombs. Oh, we're, just, we're describing the A bomb, and the A bomb yeah. was big. Ah, the A bomb. Yes. Yeah, not nuclear weapons, but atomic weapons yes. were still big around this time. Uh, so yeah, here you go, Steve. Yeah, chaos. Are, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it's some toilet reading material for you. You can you can stay up late and read them to Leslie. Yeah, some Christian propaganda well, totally. from the seventies. Or she can read them to you. That's even better, actually. Oh, uh, you can yeah. fall asleep to them. They can yeah. be nighttime. They can be bedtime stories. She can, uh, she can read, them read to you, to you and, all about World War Three and Israel and God de- defeating the Russians. There you go. Exactly. So obviously, then that leads us to the end of the show, which means because back then the Russians were godless heathens. I can't wait to read these. So time for our final thoughts of the episode. Let's see here. What is the moral of today's episode? The moral is um, do what you can to smuggle Bibles where they shouldn't be in order to gain entry into the kingdom of heaven. We're we're smuggling Bibles. So are the Bibles getting smuggled where they shouldn't be? Like like China? Yeah, yeah, like in China. Oh, okay. I was thinking something completely different. Or feudal Japan. I guess it's something completely different. Go back in time, smuggle Bibles into feudal Japan. I thought you were like swallowing Bibles or sticking them up your bum to bring them weird places. Smuggle them however you need to smuggle them. But remember that they also need to be read by children. I I do have a tiny Bible that's like just a New Testament. That's all you need. Yeah. You don't need the Old Testament. No. Yeah. The new ones are all the good stuff about salvation. Yeah. Uh, Jersey Cogburn, do you have a moral for today's episode? No. Uh, Steve, do you have a moral for today's episode? Um, if you know the people that played the Bradys, build a house with them. Okay. Okay, that seems more like uh, design advice. For <laughs> Here we go. That's the end of today's episode. Steve Edgy walking around with some comic books. Congratulations to the comic books brought to you by a face value of uh, 68 cents each, I think. Woo! Uh, Trusa Cogburn, thank you so much. You're welcome. Steve Edgy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for downloading and listening. Uh, uh, we appreciate you guys. Sign up for our Patreon. We are so close to 20 patrons. So close. <sighs> so close. We just got to get it. Hold on to it for a little while. Also, rate us reviews on iTunes. Rate us reviews on iTunes. Rate us reviews on iTunes. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Why are you taking your headphones off? You it's the the episode and we're done. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's why. That's true. A PFT Media Production.